Good morning, late listeners. I'm Gary Kaligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only news magazine and radio show for mature adults in Northwest Louisiana. Do thank you for tuning into our show today. Also, thanking those who might be listening live via the internet at www.710keel.com. Also, thanking those who might be listening via the Keel application on their Apple or Android devices. We do thank AARP Louisiana and Bears Town & Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer, for being the exclusive sponsors of this radio show to provide you with beneficial information each and every Saturday morning. In just a few minutes, we're going to learn about the five steps to living a longer, healthier, and happier life. So stay to this show for some very beneficial information. It is Saturday, November the 4th, and we are broadcasting our show from the studios of News Radio 710 Keel, a town square media station here in wonderful Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show has been pre recorded, so we will be unable to accept calling questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. Be sure to pick up the November December issue of The Best of Times at our 270 distribution locations. Remember, now we are publishing the best of times bi-monthly. So this is the November and December issue of the best of times. We do thank you for the many compliments about our magazine. We do appreciate hearing from you. Remember, if you're unable to find a printed copy at one of our 270 distribution locations, you can always visit our popular website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com. Dot com to view both current and past issues of our magazine. In addition, you can listen to previously broadcast radio shows here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. In addition, you can view and download the 2023 Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory. In addition, you can view and learn about upcoming events that are listed on our popular website. We thank you again for attending our Senior Day Expo that took place on October 26th in the Hearst Coliseum. Uh, it was one of the largest crowds and attendees in our 13-year history uh, with, with almost 4,000 attendees. We also had the largest number of exhibitors of being 105, and we, we really didn't have any space for any more exhibitors or, I hate to say this, any more attendees. Great presentation by our SPAR, SPAR joint choirs, which sang their 55 uh, singers sang many great songs, with, with, with which a lot of the attendees, including myself, joined in. Again, we thank the fabulous Footloose dancers for their performances. In the ama- they were amazing, and the crowd loved them. Then we had Joni and the Jonatones for their six-time performance, and again, they got the audience involved, uh, including by playing percussion instruments, and everybody loved them, and I wish they could have played longer, but we did have a time delay. Uh, their presentation was followed by Richard, one of the best Elvis impersonators in the area, and he wowed the ladies and attendees. In addition, I gave away a record number of 320 door prizes plus two 55-inch television sets, two $1,000 grand prizes, and also two travel cruise vouchers. Again, I want to thank our prime sponsors, Aetna Medicare Plans and WellCare Health Plans. In addition, I do want to thank the 105 exhibitors who did support the largest senior boomer expo in the state of Louisiana. Uh, several of my readers and listeners of the Best of Times uh, view our Facebook page, and they noticed that we had some postings. Yes, Tina and I did make a trip 
to Egypt and Jordan for a number of days in the month of October. And I'm going to be talking about that in the near future, about various trivia and about our travels in that those two fabulous countries. We'll be right back with more information, but now we're from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and Ebers, Town Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and A-Bear's Tending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Caligas, and do thank you for taking time to listen to our radio show today. Joining me on my radio show today as a special guest is Miss Judy Gammon, who is an author lecturer who is going to share her advice about the five steps to living a longer, healthier, and happier life. She's also author of the recent memoir book, Love, Life, and Lucille. Thank you, Judy, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Always a pleasure to be on with you, Gary, and I love your show, and and I'm so excited to have the listeners uh, talking about this topic. Longevity is a hot one. So why why is longevity your passion? passion? Well, I think one of the things is I have always appreciated uh, the ability to to grow old, but grow old in a graceful way. When I was a, a young child, my mom was the director of a nursing home, um, and I would go in and I would see these people in their wheelchairs and drooling, and and they 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 literally just look like they were in God's waiting room. And I thought, <laughs> oh gosh, I don't want to be like that. So for me, it's always been how can I live as long as I can, as healthy as I can. And, um, you know, I've had just the, the benefit of meeting so many wonderful centenarians, uh, people over 100, and being able to kind of pick their brain a little bit. You know, how did, how did you accomplish this and such? Well, it's great. We learn from our elders. Um, I hate to say that I'm there now at 73, but I have a very similar passion because at 27, I became the Medicare administrator for the state of Louisiana. And I, I would see, you know, seniors and, and I would deal with them and I was saying, yeah, I could see some of them aren't happy at all. Let's make, let's get some enthusiasm in here. And likewise, I was a home health care administrator for like 10 years. And likewise, you know, I, I learned from a lot of the, our patients and their family members, but again, uh, I, I did see a, a, a learning curve where some of them were very pessimistic, didn't ever smile. And we're going to learn some of Lucille's techniques, but that's one of them is you got, you got to have that smile. You got to have that positive out attitude. So do you think America is going the wrong way regarding aging? Well, I think there's some things we're doing right, but a lot of things that, that we're doing wrong. One thing when I, I wrote the book, Age to Perfection, How to Thrive to 100, Happy, Healthy, and Wise, I interviewed a lot of people over 100. And they they really weren't, you know, carrying around bags and bags of prescription medications. And I think <laughs> in if we look at America and we say, what are we doing right and what are we doing wrong? I think the, the turning our bodies into chemistry projects is probably on the wrong side. You know, there, there's a place and a time for prescription medications, and sometimes they're they're definitely necessary. Excellent. For example, you know, high blood pressure medication and such. But uh, on the other hand, sometimes we're just giving prescription medications to cover up a symptom 
of another prescription medication, you know, a side effect. So we really have to take a, a bigger step back and say, what can we be doing that is going to keep people healthy? And what options do we have outside of, of just these prescription meds if they have a particular symptom? Get to the root cause, fix the, the cause instead of just putting a Band-Aid on the problem. Sure. So this anti-aging craze, is it helping or hurting people, you think? Well, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, for some people, just being able to, to look good and feel good, I think there's a, a definite place in, in with like bioidentical hormones and things like that. Where we get into trouble is where we're using things like neurotoxins and we want to, you know, Botox <laughs> and fill our bodies up and so we can look so we can look 25. I mean, nobody's fooling anybody, right? I'm, uh, I'm going to be very candid. You know, you shoot up the face and the face looks good and you look at the neck and you're like, who, who is happened? this person? <laughs> yeah, what happened? So we, we really have to be okay with our age and know, you know, it's okay to do a few things to like, you know, moisturizers and things like that. And I'm not totally anti-Botox, but we have to say it's okay to, to be 50, be 60, be 70, and look 50, 60, and 70. What we do see is sometimes in our patients, I'm the CEO at Executive Medicine of Texas, and what I see sometimes with our patients that they have gone down this road and they've done a lot of plastic surgery and stuff, is the outside of them looks like they should be full of energy, they should have you know all, all of the things that they had maybe 10, 20 years prior, and it creates a disconnect because they, when they feel tired, they don't want to rest because they don't feel like they look, like they look their age. So wow. that can definitely be a problem. And and the brain's triggering you to say, "Gosh, I shouldn't feel like this." Well, yes, you should. You know, you're 70. You should rest if you're tired. It's okay to slow down a little bit. We it don't is. want you, you know, sleeping, but it is you know all day long. But it's okay to take a nap. Power naps are sometimes good. My dad did that uh, for many, many years ago. He had that uh, syndrome from the old country, from Europe, that, hey, 2 o'clock, power nap, 30 to one, to one hour. Most of the time it was only 30 minutes. Uh, tell me a little bit about, I to, we've got so much to talk about. So uh, do you have a concierge medicine? Is that what executive medicine means? Yeah, so we do concierge medicine, uh, bioidentical hormones, and uh, executive physicals, our patients come from all over the globe uh, to to us That's here, impressive. and they spend a half a day with us. Mm-hmm. And where is this located? In, in South Lake, Texas, so it's between uh, Dallas and Fort Worth. Most people will actually stop over um, at the DFW airport, and um, they'll stay at a hotel right next to us, and they'll they'll spend a day with us. Fantastic. Maybe someday I need to go by and visit you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We'd love to have you. So you said that there are five steps to living a healthier, happier, and longer life. Let, let's get into those a little bit. So uh, your step one said to take ownership of your time. Wow, that's a good one. Yeah, you know, taking uh, ownership of your time is really realizing that we only have 24 hours in a day, and uh, that's, you know, 1,440 minutes. What are we doing <laughs> with that? It's so easy for us to to waste time. It's it's actually becoming a little bit fashionable. You know, yeah, I, I watch the news for, you know, an hour, and then I, I did this for an hour, and pretty soon your day's gone by, the sun's going down, and you didn't do anything that 
that really amounted to anything. Um, and I always encourage people, we definitely encourage our patients, you know, turn the TV off, go on a news break. Like, just say, I'm not going to watch the news today. I promise you tomorrow it'll pretty much be the same. And pick up a book, learn something. And I did find that when I interviewed these centenarians, they they spent their time, believe it or not, making sure that they were getting enough exercise. They were very sociable, very you know important that they were doing that. And they, they really uh, embrace living in the present. And I think for the listeners, that's so important to, to live in the, in the present and, and be there. Somebody's talking to you, be engaged in that conversation. And it helps the brain, for one thing, but it also you know, helps you foster those relationships. And there's so much research out there that shows and proves that longevity is definitely linked to uh, being social, having friends, having good connections, you know, whether those are in the family, at church, and in your community where you are. So, so important that you spend your time doing that. But a lot of times you have to go out and, and meet with them at the church, at the senior groups, et cetera. So, you know, uh, Hate to say this, when COVID, it was it was isolationist for some of them, but some of them did use Zoom, some of them used, of course, telephone, some of them used, you know, Facebook uh, sharing and video sharing. So there was interaction, but it was definitely decreased. I, I mean, I heard from many of my readers and listeners that they were very depressed and they wished they could go out and go to their church and they couldn't even go to funerals, and that that was that really got a lot of them super depressed. Uh, during, during that particular time. But luckily, we're over that. Let's hope we didn't. We don't have such a, a turmoil pandemic again to come around soon. Let's hope that. So uh, Yeah, I really hope we look in the rearview mirror and say, what could we have done better? The isolation was definitely an issue. Uh, we now know through a lot of the, the research that when you isolate, and, and, and we kind of knew this already, right, because there's been a lot of studies on shut-ins. And, and we used to think that's the older population. If they are shut in, they don't go outside and they don't socialize. They basically go downhill. Well, then we turned the entire country into a bunch of shut-ins. <laughs> and then yes. we were, you know, we're curious. So why are all the teenagers depressed? What, why is their divorce rate gone up? You know, why are people that were in independent living centers going to assisted living centers? And more, you know, it really was a snowball effect. So, yeah, you're right on point there. So uh, the number two one is says make sleep a priority. And I hate to say this, but seniors tend, the ones that I know, including moi here, I've, I've been getting less sleep but feeling okay. I mean, I, I used to sleep eight to ten hours. My wife says I do. But now I'm getting the six and seven. I feel great. I just now have more time to do things during the day. So how much yeah, how much do we need? Well, we really do need between seven and eight, and I'm going to explain the science behind that. So we found out through functional MRI that when we go to sleep, we want to be able to stay asleep longer so that we can get into that REM sleep, because as you go to sleep, your body cycles through sleep, and that rapid eye movement kind of when we dream is that deeper sleep, and you go through these cycles, and the longer you stay asleep without waking up to go to the bathroom or just waking up because you can't sleep, the longer you stay asleep, the longer the REM cycle is, and what we found through functional MRI is kind of fascinating, that is 
when we're in that really deep REM sleep, our brain washes itself like a washing machine and it clears out those plaques. So if you you have some people saying, well, I sleep about three hours and then later I'll sleep maybe another three hours. Well, the problem with this is you're putting yourself at great risk for dementia and Alzheimer's because the brain is not having that ability to basically wash itself and clean itself out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've had neurosurgeons and neuro- neurologists on my show that said the same thing. And, you know, uh, it, it's very important. And I, I, I agree. Many clinical studies show that we need to cleanse our brain. So um, um, what do you suggest to our, to our readers how to get a better night's rest? Well, there's a few things. One, alcohol is the the big deceiver. So people say, oh, you know, I have a hot toddy and then I go to sleep because it makes me sleep better. Well, we know that's just not true. You might fall asleep, but you're not going to get good deep sleep that you need with alcohol. So never self-sedate with alcohol. It just doesn't work out. If you're using melatonin, that should never be a long-term thing. It was never meant to be a long-term thing. We want our bodies to create its own melatonin. Stay on a schedule. And have a good routine. Uh, We always tell our patients, you know, journal before you go to bed. Get all that stuff that's running around inside your head out on into your journal. Write it all out. And it allows your brain to kind of have a dump, you know. Take (laughs) take a dump of all that data that's running around and racing through your thoughts. Put it on paper. And then you can get a good night's sleep. Keep your room cool. Keep it dark. And stay away from computers, phones, and televisions for the two hours before. And, of course, no caffeine after like 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. 1 and 2 o'clock. Wow. But some people can have the caffeine and still go to sleep. I'm one of those exceptions to the rule. My wife kills to have a coffee. She can only have it in the morning. But I, I know several people can't have, you know, coffee. Like you said, after 1 o'clock, they'll, they never get to sleep. But I can, I can drink a cup of coffee at 9 o'clock. And, and go to sleep in five minutes. I'm a quick go to sleep, and I'm a, I'm a heavy dreamer. So I don't know if I'm cleansing during all those dreams. But there, it's a, a lot of dreams. Uh, well, you're the exception to the rule, and I, I think am. it's fabulous that you can do that. <laughs> My doctors are even amazed by that. My son, the doctor, is even amazed by that. But uh, I don't know. That's I don't know what it is, but caffeine doesn't bother me at all. Um, anything else to, to give our listeners? You know, I've had mixed results from people telling me that, uh, you know, they watch television and it, the longer they watch, they, they forget to turn it off and they just fall asleep while watching it. Others tell me that it keeps them awake longer. And even if they turn it off, they, they have a hard time sleeping. Do you, any, anything about that? Well, the blue light from the television, uh, there's a couple of things that happen. The blue light actually prohibits your body from reading releasing its own melatonin. But the other thing is the news, especially, I mean, the news, and then I feel like you flip through half the channels and it's all murder shows. (laughs) The body gets into this like fight or flight response, whether, whether you realize it or not, you're getting a chemical reaction by what you're seeing. And because of that, it can definitely interrupt your sleep for sure. Well, the new, the negative news. I mean, there's very few stations, uh, I hate to say this, the Best of Times magazine and the Best of Times radio show is always positive. We don't bring up anything negative on this show or in our magazine for the past 23 years, and people appreciate that. When they read the local papers, et cetera, it's all negative stuff. They all they all get tell me they get tense about it. Now, you're right. If 
you read something, you watch the news right before you go to bed, and it's all a lot of negative stuff, you know, happening in the Middle East, et cetera, it's going to make it's going to be difficult for you to, to go to sleep. You're going to be worrying about you know family members, yourself, or what's going to happen. You're, you're true. It's definitely true. Definitely I true. applaud you for what you're doing with this positivity, because we are what we think and we are what we consume. And you are one of the few outlets that's putting things out there that are actually helping people stay healthy and to help control their thought patterns. And I just can't say enough good about what you're doing. Well, thank I, you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you, Ms. Judy. That was very proud. That was very honored to have touched that you said that. But hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now I work with my sponsors and advertisers who do make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and A-Bear's Town and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and Ebers Tending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my radio show is a special guest, is Miss Judy Gammon, who is an author, lecturer, and who's give, going is sharing with us her advice about the five steps to living a longer, healthier, and happier life. So, thank you, Judy, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Thank you so much for having me. I, I love the show. So we appreciate that. I definitely appreciate that. So we talked about step one was take ownership of your time. Uh, stop. Don't waste a lot more time. Make sleep a priority, which is important, was number two. And number three is have a poison list and stick to it. So explain that to our listeners. That doesn't mean we want you to take the poison, but you may be accidentally taking it. Is that right? That's right. You got to know what is poison to your body and really pay attention to it. And if you call it poison and you think of it as poison, you're going to be so much more likely to to get away from it instead of like additive. See, additive is a positive word, right? Look how they added this. Additive. But if we think, yeah, if we think about some of these additives as poison, then we can avoid them. We'll look for them. We'll will actually in our brains say, oh, I'm not going to consume this because I know what this can do. And the number one thing is going to be artificial sweeteners. And if you look at things like aspartame and, and such, and you look at the data behind it, what actually happens when you use these artificial sweeteners, there's a few things. One, it changes the gut microbiome. And what that means is all the good and bad bacteria that live in your gut, it kills off the good and it enhances the bad. And why is this important? Because we now know that there's a huge brain and gut connection. So we see a lot of issues happening, a lot of neurological issues, a lot of mood swings, uh, inability to think clearly. There was a study. I, I love this. I was up at Harvard for a, a medical conference once, and there was a, a wonderful physician who had done some research in this area. And he actually was looking at mice and putting them through a maze, and they knew which way to go, and they got a little treat. He gave them aspartame, and they literally could not find their way through the maze. They were bumping into walls, <laughs> and that's what happens to us. Yep. You know, we may not be mice, but that's what happens to us. And and you're right about that because I want you to emphasize to our listeners. I you know sometimes I 
I try not to give medical advice, but suggestions. But I was telling one lady, she said, "Well, you know, Gary, I'm I'm trying to lose weight, and so I get I drink these diet sodas, and uh, you know, I'm still not losing weight. And but I, I so I drink, but I drink about twelve of those a day. I says twelve diet sodas a day. Do you know what's in that? Oh, it it tastes sweet to me. I said, yeah, it's probably got aspartame in there, and you know, it's not really good for yourself. Plus, it has other ingredients. Drinking sodas, right?" may not help you lose weight. Well, you may notice that they started removing the word diet off of a lot of these sodas. And the reason that you don't see that so much on the label as part of the name is because a big study came out that said <laughs> that the diet drinks are making you fatter. <laughs> and so, you know, the the idea that you're going to drink a diet drink and you're going to lose weight is is, first of all, insane. But secondly, it's been disproven. You actually... Tell your body I'm supposed to be eating something sweet, and your body is tricked into eating more food than it normally would. I call wow. this, you know, the diet, the diet Coke, Big Mac. You know why? Everyone <laughs> <laughs> says I'm going to eat the Big Mac because I'm having a Diet Coke. You know, okay, I can have the yeah, Big Mac. I can balance and, off and the calories that the, the the Big Mac has, and there's no calories in that, right? Not nothing, nothing. Absolutely, this is what people think, but it's it just doesn't it doesn't work. Wow. And it does leave you hungry. There's a, so much brain science behind it. So many studies there. So let's let's move on to another essence. Yeah. I want to give you three that are really important. Then the next one is MSG. It's in a lot of foods. It's in a lot of uh, prepackaged foods. Some of these uh, frozen dinner things. A lot of restaurants use it. Matter of fact, uh, Chinese restaurants are notorious for using MSG and it's really linked to a lot of inflammation. People can get blistering migraine headaches from it. They can get a flushed feeling. It can it can have such a crazy effect on the body, avoided at all costs. The reason they use it because it enhances the, the taste of the foods, but we know that it is not good for us. So we need to move away from that um, MSG. So that's number two. And number three is Food dyes. So you may see, you know, yellow number five, yellow number six, red 40, all these food dyes. These are critical that you you don't ingest them. And it's kind of funny because, you know, there's certain times of the year, especially around the holidays, we tend to eat, you know, more candy. In the the summer, we tend to get fruity drinks that are full of dyes. So certain times of the year, we're ingesting even more of these. But there's a lot of heavy metals in these dyes. Mm. Matter of fact, yellow number five and six is banned in a lot of countries because of the link to asthma. So if you, know, you have asthma or you have COPD, you really need to stay away from from yellow number five and six. Wow. But dyes in general, just stay away from them. But you see a lot of dyes in various foods and drinks. Don't drinks add the, 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 the dyes in there to make, the, make them colorful? Oh, yeah, because we, you know, the, the more we, I say, the more the cereal aisle grows, <laughs> the, the more <laughs> colors you see, right? It, and the same thing down the drink aisle, you see all of these dyes. And unfortunately, and I know there's been a big push by the medical community for years, they started putting these dyes in children's um, medicine. Oh, yeah. uh, it, it's, just, it's just crazy. Here's somebody sick, and we're going to throw a bunch of red 40 in there, some artificial flavoring, just to get you know the medicine down the hatch, but it's 
it's not good for the body. Mm. So we've got to rethink some of, some of these things that we do for marketing purposes. Well, I'm impressed. You're the first person on my 23 years that mentioned anything about food dyes. First person. Oh. And I'm impressed. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm thinking more about that one. <laughs> And uh, I've read a lot. I didn't see much. Maybe it was in the small print. Food dye was way down there. Well, that's impressive. Any Anything else that we're going to talk about? Other well, I attitudes? think when we talk about, yeah, well, when we talk about poison, uh, we, we also need to be thinking about, you know, drinking, smoking, vaping, and tattooing. Oh. You know, we talk about heavy metals. Well, when you, when you see people that um, get tattoos, and we have seen this over the years, a lot of them get sick or they get sick for a while and they say, go, oh, you know, I'm just, I caught a whatever. And then they happen to mention, oh, I got this tattoo this year. I haven't been feeling good ever since. There's a lot of dyes and, and such in these tattoos and heavy metals. And, and the tattoo parlor is the number one place to catch hepatitis. Wow. So I, we always say, you know, this is, let's, let's move away from that. It's not good for your body whatsoever. Well, Judy, have you seen an increase? I travel throughout the United States and abroad. There seems to be, and of all ages, tattoo increase exponentially throughout the world. I mean, I, I'm amazed. And especially mm-hmm. in ladies. I hate to say this, beautiful ladies getting full tattoos or full body tattoos. Why? I even asked one lady why. And she, and she said, because... My boyfriend made me. And that, oh, was, that was well, her answer. Uh, but she was you know a beautiful I, lady, beautiful young lady. She had tattoos all over. I mean, it's a statement. I'm, I don't know. But uh, it, it's sad. And uh, Well, it, it, for those of us that work in the medical community, and we've seen a lot of naked bodies in our time, I can assure you that tattoos do not look good <laughs> in the end. And uh, I, I'll never forget, I saw... a, a Betty Boop that a woman had uh, tattooed on her breast. And at this point she was uh, 65, 70 years old. And she said, yeah, now I just call her Betty Droop. And I'm just thinking, <laughs> you know, we, we just, we don't think about like no. how it's going to look later. And it doesn't look good. I, if you're thinking about getting a tattoo, just don't. I mean, the, the, there's a lot of reasons people get tattoos, but we've just, We've never had somebody go, oh, my tattoo made me healthier. Uh, but uh, we've had plenty of, oh, my tattoo, I wish I wouldn't have got it, you know, tattoo regret, or the tattoo made him sick. Yeah. Well, tell our listeners that, uh, I mean, I know a number of people have said, I want to get rid of my tattoos. Uh, the process involved in getting rid of some tattoos is extensive. Isn't that right? It's painful as well. I've never had it done, but uh, I know that there's clinics throughout the world that, specialize in taking the tattoos off or bleaching it, whatever they call it. Yeah, I mean, it is, it can be painful. Getting a tattoo is painful as well. It can be painful, but out of the people that we have seen that have gone that route, they did not regret it. They they were so glad that they had done it and they had gone through that. And, you know, one thing that some people may not realize is that if you have a tattoo and then you go to get laser hair removal, if they take that, that laser and they go over the tattoo, it will burn your body. It'll burn and scar your body there. Wow, so know that. Uh, a lot of people don't know that. If you get an untrained technician, that can happen. So hmm. if you do have a tattoo and you're thinking about laser hair removal, make sure they don't go over your tattoo. Hmm. Okay, let's move on. So what are some things our listeners should never put in their grocery chart, cart? 
Oh, well, <laughs> I always say if you're going to go to the grocery store, you need to, to shop the perimeter. All the good <laughs> stuff is in the perimeter. Don't go down the aisles down the middle. That's where all the barcodes are. That's, that's where packaged and processed food is. You know, get your dairy, get your meat, get your fruits and veggies, and get out of there. Uh, that, that's the, the best thing. But if you're looking at, uh, you know, what do we want to put in the cart I always say, let's eat the rainbow. If it's if it's a naturally colored thing, so, such as fruits and veggies and things, then we know that it has benefits to us, anti-aging benefits, has good antioxidants. We want to make sure we're filling our cart with colorful things. And, of course, those colorful things may be naturally colored. Right. And, and then be careful when you go down, like, say, the yogurt aisle. And this is like an easy one that people like, oh, I'm eating so healthy. I'm eating yogurt. <laughs> Well, if it's fruit at the bottom and granola on the top, and, you know, and a little yogurt in between, you got to be careful, especially these, these, um, some have artificial sweeteners in them, but the, the fruit at the bottom and the amount of sugar that they put in the yogurt, you're kind of negating the health benefits of eating it. I always say, you know, get Greek yogurt, get plain Greek yogurt if you're a yogurt fan. And then if you just want to put something on it, Put your own fruit on top, you know, put Good berries, point. you know, fill it full of blueberries or raspberries or such, but don't go for the ones that have been mashed down and filled with sugar and made into a nice little syrup and poured in the bottom. That's good. That's a great advice there. So what is zombie eating? And I've never heard of that term. Oh, zombie eating. So this is a, a great term. I'm on Fox uh, a lot, Fox Radio as a health expert and there was a whole study that came out about this zombie eating. And I, when it came out, it was it was such a, a duh moment. Like, you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> I've done that. That's happened to me. And that's literally where you you get either at your desk if you're at work and you're eating and working. And you don't even remember what you consumed. But it happens a lot at home. You say, oh, I'm going to watch my show. So you go in the kitchen and you, you load up your bowl and you put a bunch of chips in it and you're sitting and you're watching your show and you're shoveling them in. The commercial comes, you look down and you're like, oh, I need to go get more. You go get more. <laughs> you don't realize you ate the whole bag because your your brain is, is focused on that computer or on that television and you're just shoveling it in. And wow. so this is, it's kind of like when you get in your car and you drive somewhere and you don't remember how you got there. It's the equivalent. It's just eating. Wait a second. You get in the car and you forget where you're going or you forget why you got there? Well, you just happen to, yeah, you just happen to drive where you normally drive, but you don't really remember the drive. You didn't have to think about it. How many times do we do that? Oh, I'm going to drive to church. You get in the car, you drive to church. You don't really have to think about that drive. Oh, it's you know automatic. It's Your programmed. Your body just kind of takes you there. It's, yeah. It's, it's programmed to go in there. I'm, I call it a senior moment, so something that happens. <laughs> but I get there. I, I get from point A to point B. In that moment. <laughs> I get from point A to point B. Might be listening to the radio. Might be listening to the news. Most of the times, the radio and, and music. But and, uh, you know, I made it there without an accident, without bumping anyone. That, that's remarkable. Well, hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now, I work with my sponsors and advertisers who do make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and A Bears Town and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer.
Welcome back to our show, The Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and Ebers, telling country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today is a special guest. It's Miss Judy Gammon, who is an author, lecturer, and he's sharing steps to living a longer, healthier, and happier life. So again, thank you, Miss Judy, for joining us today here on The Best of Times Radio Hour. So excited to be here and so excited to be talking about this topic. So we, we went through one was take ownership of your time, make sleep a priority was number two. Number three, have a poison list and stick to it and avoid it. Uh, number four is make a list of grocery store must-haves. Oh, I like this one. So it's the must items that you should always put on your list when you visit the grocery store. So what are those? So like like we mentioned, you know, the shop the perimeter, you got to have the colorful foods in your cart, you got to have your fruits and your vegetables and stay away from those those boxed packaged foods. And the five ingredient rule is such a good rule. If you have something you want to eat and you're like, "Oh, I just happen to love my whatever." And you pick up the box and you turn it over and it has more than five ingredients or if it has one ingredient or more that you cannot pronounce, put it back. <laughs> Like, just do it. Just put it back. So so the, the five ingredients, you got to remember that and stick to that. Five ingredients. Boy, that's a tough one. I'm trying to think. There, A lot of them have 100 ingredients, so they go on and on and on, right? Don't eat it. <laughs> Don't eat it. Uh, do, have you found that grocery stores do the perimeter? I mean, I'm just thinking about some of the grocery stores. I don't go as often as my wife, but... I love these new grocery stores. They keep moving stuff around for for me that don't know where the things are. I have to ask. I mean, I'm the stupid senior coming in there. Where'd you move the fruits? Oh, it's in a different area now. You know, it's like you would think they would keep them in the same place, but no. I think they want us to move all around, like you said, and shop. But I, I've been finding stores in the Shreveport and Bossier City area. They keep moving stuff, especially Walmart and a few other other stores have been moving quite a bit. Well, I think they do a lot of that for sales purposes because the more they can keep you walking around, I call this the Eckerd's effect. I don't know if you remember Eckerd's. It was yes, a, yeah. a, uh, a it's like a CVS that I think right. bought them out. When it, somebody bought them out, but they were a, a pharmacy, and they were really the first one of of these pharmacies that said, "Let's put the pharmacy at the back, and let's put everything that they we want to sell at the front, right. and then let's have them wait a minimum of fifteen filled. <laughs> you could not walk in to an Eckerd's and out of an Eckerd's without a grocery bag full of stuff and your prescription and because it was just too tempting. Yeah. So I think because of that, grocery stores, they like to move things around because the more you're looking, the more you're running into things that you wouldn't normally run into. If you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to go in, I'm, I'm going to get out of there. Well, now it's not on aisle six, you know, it's on aisle 10. That's you go to it. aisle six, a bunch of new stuff. Then you go down seven, eight, nine, and finally you find it on 10, and pretty soon you've got a whole cart full of stuff. Yes, and that right. is exactly why they move things around. Uh, one other aspect that you had here is what's the trick to shopping that helps you put more good things in your cart and less bad things? So what's your trick? Go with a list. It's not, you know, it's, it's it sounds like uh, it, it sounds like, oh, this isn't a trick. We should do this. But we've gotten away from lists. Sure. Actually hand write a list. And, and I always say, don't put it on your phone notes, because here's what happens. You go to your phone notes, 
then you say, oh, somebody dinged me. And then you go and you're text or somebody <laughs> called. You're, you're like you're zombie shopping at this point oh. because you're looking at your phone and just throwing stuff in your cart. Have a written list and check it off as you get it. Think consciously about what you're going to purchase. Think about, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to put this into my cart because it's then going into my mouth. And I want to be putting things in my mouth that are going to be good for my body. Yes. That is that is the best thing you can do is shop from a list. Okay, number five is keep moving. And so you wrote that memoir called Love, Life, and Lucille, Lessons Learned from a Centenarian. So tell us about that. And she was definitely yeah, a mover, so, right? <laughs> oh, Lucille is such a mover. And when I interviewed people, I was writing the book called Age to Perfection, How to Thrive to 100 Happy, Healthy, and Wise. And I interviewed these centenarians. And I knock on the door of, of Lucille's independent living apartment. And she opens the door. And she's like, hi, I'm Lucille Fleming. And I'm like, and I'm Judy Gammon. And that was like this epiphany moment, this, this real turning point in my life. Because everything I thought about the aging person or the 100-year-old person, and it was just the opposite of what Lucille was. I mean, she dressed like old Hollywood. She <laughs> was always moving. And I asked her, I said, well, Colleen, you know, I had to go like on quite a trek to get to your apartment. I can't believe they put you way down here. You're over 100. And she said, I chose this apartment. Because if nothing else, I have to walk to that dining room and back three times a day. And I know even if it's raining outside or whatever else happens, I'm going to get some steps in. And I think this keep moving mentality is so important. And uh, when I was doing the Age of Perfection book, I interviewed several people over 100, and they all kept moving. There was this one lady, I just loved her to death. She always went to the gym. And you know, before there were gyms, you know, when you were younger, when they were younger, gyms weren't even a thing. But then as she got older, she got a gym membership at like the Y. And then she kept, you know, kept keeping that routine of having the gym. And then when she got to about 95, she noticed that she couldn't really do the weights on those uh, machines as well. But she kept going and doing the, the same machines without the weights on them. Because she said, I have to keep my machine oiled. And she felt like as long as she was moving those joints, she was keeping her machine oiled. Lovely, lovely woman and great advice for all of us. Keep moving. Keep moving. I, I will just quickly tell you, my mother, uh, even at 90, my my mother, at well, even before that, always moved and and she would watch a television or a movie and would be not sitting down and watching it. She would walk around and, and uh, uh, you know, wouldn't hardly sit. She would concentrate, but she would move around and, and focus on it and get exercise. And even when she was in her 90s, uh, she became a little bit, uh, couldn't walk as well. So she was partly wheelchair-bound and walker-bound, but she would do weight exercise. And I would go there and see her in a chair every day, at the independent living, she would be doing her exercises and routinely. I mean, she she was a mover, and uh, she you know passed away at ninety six, but um, she just had a stroke uh, right at the really quick, and um, uh, it's remarkable. Never under blood pressure medicine, hardly took any medicines whatsoever. So you never know. But keep moving. I thought that was one of our factors, and 
and uh, and and she always kept reminding me that you've got to keep moving even when you watch television get up for the commercials at least and move around so how how often should we exercise what did, what is your study shown well we used to say the you know the 3 and 3 3 and 30 so 3 days a week for a minimum of 30 minutes but now we're telling most of our patients we want to do 5 and 45 so five days a week and 45 minutes of exercise. And this is because of some, some other studies that found that the longer that, that we exercise and the more days of the week, the, the better we can prevent dementia, Alzheimer's, even some cancers. So we really want to make a point of thinking of these numbers. Okay, five days a week. What are my five days going to be? Be Monday through Friday, but it doesn't have to be. Okay, Monday, Tuesday, skip Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but five days a week and then 45 minutes because people, when they think, oh, I'm going to do for 30 minutes, well, you know, five minutes they walk in and so now they're really at 25 minutes, then they finish a few minutes early, but if you say 45 minutes and you try to get good amounts of exercise and those are the three things, you want to make sure that you're doing some cardio you want to do some muscle building, whether you're picking up kettlebells or just lifting something to, to get those, you know, even if it's three-pound weights, five-pound weights, get right. those muscles going. And then flexibility. So cardio, muscle building, and flexibility. If we do not stretch, we will lose our ability to be flexible. When we lose our ability to be flexible, then if we fall, we can't catch ourselves. That's where the real injuries come in. And the more flexible you are, the more agile you are, and the better you are at if you are falling or you're tripping, catching yourself or falling in such a way that you don't do severe damage. Well, again, thank you, Ms. Judy, for joining us today. Tell our listeners how they can find out about you and get more information. Yeah, they can find out about Executive Medicine of Texas, where I'm the CEO at emtexas.com. That's E-M Texas spelled out.com or just follow me at judygammon.com, J-U-D-Y-G-A-M-A-N.com. Well, thank you again for joining us and pick up her book, Love, Life, and Lucille. It's available on Amazon and other, other sources. Again, I thank you for being on our show. I look forward to having you again on this show. You were quite uh, informative and educational for definitely moi here, but I know my thousands and thousands of listeners are definitely going to appreciate the advice that you provided with us. So have a good one. I, thank you for joining us today. You. Thank you. I'd love to come back. Take care. Don't forget to pick up your personal copy of The Best of Times in one of our 270 distribution locations. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a great day and a great weekend. Thank you again for listening to our radio show. I'm Gary Kaligas, wishing you and yours the best of times both today and every day. Have a great day.